fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, I'm just thinking, uh, as we're getting ready to go live here, uh, we're doing a little bit of we're doing a little bit of discussion back and forth, and I I, I don't know about you, I, I love the Holy Spirit. I really love the Holy Spirit, and I don't I don't can I say it this way? I love the Holy Spirit in a technology sort of way, and I think one of the problems that we have in American Christianity, probably worldwide Christianity, is we certainly don't understand the Holy Spirit. We don't we, we don't really. You know, Jesus said that he that was with you shall be in you. And we still have this idea somehow that God is. Man, I was just there. kind of looking over my shoulder here this morning. Uh, I got some feedback. Trying to get the dates right. Two thousand fourteen is that right? We're here. Exactly when Terry shot. God is out there, and the Holy Spirit is out there floating around. And every once in a while, He comes and enters in. And then a miracle happens, and then he goes, and we go to church, and we get flags, and we wave flags, and he shows up again. And if we wave enough flags and say enough prayers and speak in enough tongues, he might even uh, be tempted to do a, do a miracle. We have, we have such unbelievable understanding of the Holy Spirit. And the reason I say that to you is I often tell you guys when, when I do this show, I sit up, I was upstairs for, uh, I got up about 5.30, so an hour and a half, I uh, and I did. I did some praying. I, I'd always do some research, some planning, some thinking. Lord, what would, what is it that you'd have me do on the show today? And uh, you know, I I get a I get a direction. But you know, I can tell you the truth. When I come walking on this these, my Donald Trump escalator over there into my multi million dollar studio, I have to tell you that often what I was going to talk about gets put on the shelf because the Holy Spirit just says this. Just says something. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, and another voice they will not hear. Jesus said, it's expedient for me to go away, because if I go away, he who was with you will be in you. And we don't really understand it. We don't really understand that. We don't. And we had a little conversation before we went live here. I was talking to Silver uh, about the, about technology. How I don't know how many are there are 90, there's 100 people in the queue right now. Now, folks, there are a lot more people than that that are watching. Being in the queue means you have the ability to interact. You can come in here and you can, uh, I'll say, uh, come on in, Joe. Come on in, Tom. Come on, Pete. Uh, That's what it means to be in the queue. But there are people who are watching on a lot of different platforms. And to think about the, uh, I I relate it back just in this short, I'm trying to show you how the Holy Spirit operates. But you you have to be attuned and hear the Holy Spirit. So I was, uh, we were, I, I was talking to Joe about uh, instant mass communication and to think that here I sit 
in the cornfields outside of Columbus, Ohio, and I open my mouth and speak, and you hear it wherever you are in Denmark instantly. How does that work from a technological standpoint? Because, see, I think the Holy Spirit is really big on technology. We just haven't figured it out yet. I think a lot of the spirit realm operates on technology that we haven't yet discovered. And one of the things that, that brought that to my attention, again, this was not, folks, this was not on my heart when I walked down the steps, when I walked over and sat down and put my headphones in. Uh, none of it was. And then the Holy Spirit I said something, Joe said something, and smack. Holy Spirit is, knows more about technology than, than uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He really does. And I said, do you remember George Jetson and his wife, whatever her name was? Remember they had those little TVs, and they could, you could actually talk to the person on the TV. Their technology was that far. Did you, did you ever ask yourself, how did they know that? How did, how did whoever the creators of the Jetsons ever imagine that someday people would be able to look at and talk to each other simultaneously? And uh, Silver was talking about how he used to sell cell phones. Now, the first cell phone came out, and it was how much money was it, Joe? The first cell phone? A couple of grand. A couple, couple of grand. Yeah. Look at Spencer. Spencer's all, there's George Jetson. Remember that, folks? When were the Jane Jetsons out there? Jane. I'm sorry? Jane was her name. Oh, Jane. Okay. And so this was the Jetsons, right? And this was like this was like way, way off in the future. When were the Jetsons? I don't I don't know where it was. I was I was somewhat of a kid. I was a little older. I didn't watch the Jetsons. I was so maybe I was like 12 or 13. So the Jetsons were probably like maybe in the 60s. I don't know. How how did they know in the 60s that we were going to be able to do this? How did they know that? How about the food in the machines that come out on the jets and now we do it? Uh-huh. All of that, folks, all of that technology. And here I am right now, and I can say, Betty, come in, and Betty comes in. Now, Betty lives, I just was over at Betty's yesterday. So Betty lives about an hour and a half away from me. I was. I saw Craig yesterday. Craig and, Craig and Rusty came and met us yesterday, and they drove an hour and a half, and, and we drove an hour, something like that. Anyway, doesn't matter instantaneous communication. Who could ever have thought of that? Hey, folks, what else is there out there that we don't understand? And technology, and no technology getting past the Holy Ghost. And what if, doesn't know how security cameras work, right? Just let all of you know that over at Sky High, we have security cameras. And every time somebody uh, gets snooping around at Sky High, a signal comes to me, right? And then what do I do? I check and see, well, who's messing around up at Sky High? Hmm. You guys realize that maybe when you're sitting around and you're doing stuff on your computer you shouldn't be doing, did it ever dawn on you that somebody is literally seeing what you're doing? I'm not talking about the FBI. I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about government. I'm talking about in the natural realm. That God really does see every time you click on that naked girl, every, he sees it every time. That's scary stuff, isn't it? Isn't that scary stuff? If, if we could really understand, get the understanding that really and truly 
the Lord sees everything we do. We'd clean up our act, wouldn't we? Huh? <laughs> We'd clean up our act. We're thinking he didn't. Oh, he didn't see that one. <laughs> he didn't see that. Oh, I clicked on. Oh, he wasn't watching that. Good thing he wasn't there. Good thing he wasn't here. Right? Because again, we don't understand the technology and the whole. This is why um, I have such great love and respect for Mark Trump is because he understands this technological stuff far deeper and greater than what most of us get because he works in that field where he understands the transhumanism. He under, understands the technological things that are going on. He gets it, but it's hard for him to explain it to us because we don't get it. It's like me 60 years ago, 50 years ago, trying to understand George Jetson. George Jetson talking to Jane, seeing her, talking to her. And here I am, hundreds of you, thousands of you, tuning in here instantaneously, hearing the word I say come out of my mouth, into the microphone, some way through there, thousands of miles to you. It's, it's, folks, this is, this, is, this is so much larger than what, we, than what we really, really get. And so having said that, what is it we don't, what is it we don't understand yet? And the idea of interdimensional beings and and we call them flying saucers or aliens or what? Is that really that? Is really is that really that hard to understand? How about go back to Back to the Future? Remember that Back to the Future? I, I guess I'm going to have to go watch that movie again, Back to the Future. Now that I'm thinking about this, how did they know that? How were they? How, how did they know that? Is there such a thing as space travel, time travel? I think there is. I think there is. I don't know how it works, but I think it is. And if I could get Stephanie in here, or, excuse me, somebody who could tell me that this thing, excuse me, this thing where, what, what do they call it? When I astro project, when I actually leave my body and go someplace else, does that really work? There really is such a thing as astro projection? What? Do you ever, do you know anybody who's actually said, oh yeah, I've done that. What? You've done that? <laughs> How do you do that? It's because we don't have an understanding that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And if we understood everything, all the technology, how they can get all, how do they do this? How do they store energy inside one of these things? And how do I drain it out of there when energy can never be created or destroyed? It can only change shape. I'm driving down the road yesterday in the, in the new camper, that not a new one, I'll show you, I'll talk about it here in a second. In my gas gauge, Betty was following me. My gas gauge read empty. I, I'm telling you, dude was empty. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you. And I told Betty, I said, Betty, I don't think I'm going to make She's in the back following the car. I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I, and I said, pray. She said, I am. I said, I pray, I pray, pray. And I, how, did I, how did it work? And how did that gas get in that? When I got there, was it run? Was it gone on fumes? Can you can you ride on fumes? And what does it mean that I pull into the gas station, hit a button, boom, put in my thing, and next thing I know, my tank's full of gas. Off off I go. How's all that stuff work? There's so many things that are going on around us that we have no. We just take it for granted. And uh, the the knowledge base is so greater than what we understand it to be. I just thought I'd throw that out here this morning. Because I'm fascinated every day. Like right now, I look at this. I look at. I can go right here with my computer. You guys probably can't even try to do this. Maybe you can do it on yours. And I click on that button right there, and I see all 122 people. 
what? And all 20, 122 of you hear me. By the way, that's how Google knows me, right? That's how Facebook knows me. Look, look at that. Look on that screen, right? Can, is everybody able to see that, Spencer? How the can somebody tell me how that works? Could it does? Each one of you off of your little computer shooting this image out to the world. There y'all are. There y'all are. I see you picking your nose. I see if you got your hands down your pants. I see say, better be careful. <laughs> now, you, you can do the same to me, probably. It's fascinating, isn't it? And, and so if, if they're able to do all of this, what more that can they do that we, that we don't have any idea? Just thought I'd throw that out there today. Because it's kind of, it really, truly, we live in a vast, unbelievable, unbelievable world. And we have no concept. My people are destroyed for that lack of knowledge. If we knew some of this stuff, it'd be crazy. Let me have a Myra Sayer prayer, then I'll, I'll let some of you in here. I got some, I, I kind of feel like a discussion today. I got some couple things I want to show you. But we've got, we've, sometimes, Somebody uh, somebody said something to me the other day. I, I, I want you to know I take things to heart. I, I do, but I got alligator skin. I don't get, I, you know, it takes a lot to get me, get me, get under my skin. My skin's alligator. But somebody said, uh, you spend too much time trying to produce new information. You don't stay, you don't stay long enough on some of these things. You just jump, you just jump around from topic to topic. Well, I th- that's what I think the magic of the show is, to be honest with you. But, if you're like me, do yesterday's show on homosexuality. I thought about it all day long. I thought about I thought about it all day long. It made it made me think. That's what church should do. That's what Bible study should do, right? And so, because I jump so much from this to this to this, which is what really keeps all of you coming back, because it is keeps it interesting. The reality of it is, we probably ought to have a debrief day. The day afterwards, say, you know what, Coach? I was thinking about that. Uh, have you considered this? Because in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. And I told, tell you over and over, I'm a fire starter. That's what I do. So sometimes I'll let you smoke, I guess. <laughs> I will let you burn, let you smoke, and let you get rid of some of that stuff that you've pondered. So maybe we'll, we'll do a little bit of that today. Let me get Myra in here, and then I got I got some good stuff. Uh, go ahead, Myra. Good morning, Saints. How are we doing? Um. We read in Proverbs 10.30, King James Version, The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to coach Dave Hartle and lead on to all truth. Proverbs 8.36, King James Version, For he that sinneth against me wrong his own soul. Amen. They that hate me love death. Like abortionists, huh? The, all, all those pro-choicers, they all love, they hate death. They love it. They love death. So they hate him. Go ahead. James 1, 12 through 27, King James Version. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for mm. when he tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted, even evil, neither tempteth he any man. Amen. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Enticed. He's enticed. Then 
when the lost have conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the fire of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. Matthew eighteen fifteen, King James Version. Moreover, if any brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee that has has gained thy brother. We read in Genesis one twenty seven King James Version. So God created man and in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. I release the anointing that breaks evil unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody will tell that to that lady who wants to be on the Supreme Court. I'll tell them. Hey, Chad just sent me a text while... Uh, listen, we get new new listeners every day. If you if you join the pro if you join watching the show for the first time, you trust us. Uh, <clears throat> give us your email. Sign up so we know that you're here, so we can put you on a, on our email list. And then you know, we, a lot of times we're sending out messages to tell people what's going on, and it goes into the spam. So be check your spam box every once in a while if you can to make sure that that uh, you, you're getting all the stuff that we're sending out. And uh, we we don't try to send you unnecessary emails, and we don't solicit you. And, do all that kind of stuff, but it helps us build build a team, which is really ultimately what we're trying to do: get uh, like-minded, God-fearing people together. And and uh, uh, so do that if you would. Spam, check your spam. Just before I get in here, real quick, quickly. Sorry, uh, I gotta I pull that picture up. It says camper, camper. Look at this, man. You must be reading my mind. Craig's Mister Zero and Rusty. Craig's dressed in the black. Rusty's. Betty's in the middle. Uh, Craig has been working for I don't even know how long on a, on a camper. It's a big one. That's a big one. I'm sorry I don't have a better side shot of it yesterday. And Craig got found a bunch of guys who did some volunteer work on it and whipped this thing up. And it's a it's that's it's an unbelievable machine. It only has like sixteen thousand miles on it because whoever had it parked it the whole time. It's 1996, and we were able to Craig was able to secure this for us for for the ministry. And it sleeps, uh, I don't know, six. Like We can use it to travel places, save on hotel fees. But it's I'm, I'm excited about it because it's for people. When they come to Sky High, they got a place to stay. They, they, can sleep, they can sleep in the camper. So I want to thank Craig, Craig for all the work and Rusty for driving, meeting us halfway. Betty for taking me there. Pastor Tom Gill drove me half. A, we had a tag team yesterday. And it was just just wonderful, the team that, that, we, that we put together. I made the point the other day. The people in, in the queue have literally become my, uh, I don't want to say the, uh, church family, I guess. They become my church family. And I just want you to know, I, I appreciate all of you and Craig and all the hard work you did and Rusty, your willingness to, to serve. And by the way, ordained Craig and Rusty in the, in the ministry yesterday. And uh, both of those guys serve the Lord with all their heart. And it's an honor, as Bet- and Betty as well. So Betty, got, I got to ride in her brand new hot, not a brand new one, but a red hot rod that the cops chase. So we, we, we avoided them all. So uh, God bless you all. Folks, listen, we're, we're, we're expand. Lord's good to us here, man. He's good to us. He's good to us. And uh, we want to we be of help in any way that we can. I got something I want to get to, but I'm, I'm going to get to these calls here real quick. Go, go ahead, uh, Silver, come on in, then Glenn. Coach, 
we, we talk about modern technology and, yeah. and things like that, okay? Act, Acts 8, 38. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Mm. Amen. no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. As he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Modernology, huh. eh? <laughs> uh, snatched him away. <laughs> snatched him away. Wow. Yeah. wow. yeah, well, it's uh, it may be modern, right? It may be modern, but it ain't new. <laughs> how, how do you get it? We don't understand the spiritual realm, do we? We don't understand anything. It could also be it. what's coming. Could be what's coming. Yeah. Glenn, come on in. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Silver, I mean, I've read stories about other people that have been translated or, or were traveling and got to a, a place uh, hours before they expected to. But, uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of what the Bible said about uh, what what man can conceive, who, who you know, God uh, had, to, had to confuse everybody uh, with different languages because uh, otherwise uh, <clears throat> you don't know what man will do, but... You know, there's uh, technology continues to evolve. I was watching a video. Uh, you ever see these these uh, people with winged suits? They use them to yeah. glide, so they jump off of mountains and they and they yes. glide with these. Well, now somebody has invented uh, a propulsion unit that hangs off a person's chest that can <laughs> pro- propel them higher. Rather than you know just having the wingsuit where you could jump off a mountain and fly down, they yeah. can propel up over a mountain. So it's it's good for like five minutes, I guess, where you can get up over a higher ledge. Uh, and then I saw another one. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Star Wars where they were riding on these? Uh, I'll call them jet skis that could fly. Yeah, like a hover hovercrafts. They got them on Buckeye Lake all the time now. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, well, somebody's yeah. invented something that can fly now, and they're calling it a jet ski in the air. It can fly uh, like sixty-three miles an hour. Uh, it's like a one-person electric, and it's good for like twenty minutes. Uh, costs ninety-four thousand dollars to buy one, but but this these you know technology continues to evolve. Gives new meaning to the idea of uh, going on a trip, doesn't it, Glenn? Hang, hang on here just a second. I'll go. Get, I'll get you in here, Julie. I get all of you in here. I'm calling our resident uh, pagan, Stephanie, here real quick because I get, I get, I get a, I got to ask her a question here for us. Hello. So, Stephanie, explain to us what the heck is astral projection? What? Yeah, because you texted me. You said I've, I've done it. Well, come on yeah, now. I did it all the time, and I used to teach others to be able to do hang, it. Hang on a second. Jo- jo- Stephanie, hang on. Silver's trying to tell me something there. What are you trying to tell me, Silver? Coach, when I was dating yeah. my wife, okay, yeah. before we were married, and her daughter was in the back seat, we had a car crash. Somebody turned yeah. in front of me while I'm doing 60 miles an hour, basically going down a road. I left my body, went to the back seat, Held my daughter, okay, and stopped the car before anybody 
She did You're on drugs, Joe. You're on drugs. Go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> um, astral projection is where you literally release your spirit from your body, and you're no longer in your physical body. You re- you disattach yourself from your physical body. Stephanie, you've done you've done this, Stephanie. You've done this. Oh yes, I know it sounds crazy, and I I'm not bragging, and I'm not doing anything like that. This is all part of the whole occult, Wiccan. Um, teaching you things that you're doing all by yourself, superpowers that you can do. It's nothing that you're doing. You literally go out of your body, and then your your spirit, you can go to other places. Um, you yeah. can um, put yourself other places. You can go to other places. Um, you, can leave, you, can, you can leave your body and come and hover around my house and watch what I'm doing. Uh, people know how to do things like that. Yes. Oh, my very goodness. very real thing. People with very wicked intentions um, will do this, and they will send demons also with, to to go work with and do things on people, break people down, send curses. Um, I would do astral projection myself. Like, I would just um, maybe go... <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. Someone that I uh, I wanted to go somewhere just to go um, check on someone or someone. Could you appear, um, Stephanie? Could you appear to them? Did they know you were there? Um, there was a few times that that did happen. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. Yes. See George Jetson. Thank you for the blood of Jesus for saving <laughs> me from all of that. Amen. Because people. I've said it a thousand times. This stuff is very, very real. And Satan will manipulate you to use you, telling you that, oh, it's not bad. Oh, it's good. And then he uses you, and then you're taken. So all thank right. you, Jesus, for sending me out of it. Thank all right, you. Stephanie. I don't want to lose all my audience here. They, they, yep. I think we're cuckoo. All right, dear. Yep. Blessings. Thanks. I just had to get that in there. Julie, come on in. Good morning, Coach Team. Um, Corinthians 2, 12 through 16 just popped up to me when we were talking about the, in the very beginning of the show. Thanks. I, I, I missed the beginning of what you said, Julie. What popped up? Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 16. You want me to read that? Yes, please. Okay, so folks, listen, good lesson. If you're going to do that, Julie, I'm not, I'm not scolding you. Have it ready and read it. Save, save this time. First Corinthians 2.12. Uh, I just happened to be there. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So evidently there is a spirit Amen. of the world. There is a spirit of the world. huh? Wow. Come on in, Reggie. So the, the, the technology that we think we have is all that they permit us to know. They're beyond sure. They're beyond that. They bought, they've been, that's why the Jetsons show you that kind of stuff. Sure. Beyond. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. Sure. So as far as like, I think like things like you do, and I was thinking, didn't it somewhere, I was looking it up and I have it here. Didn't it say somewhere that the Lord could not return until the gospel is preached throughout the world? But we think, oh, we're going to go there and send missionaries, but maybe it is the technology is how that that would yeah. be accomplished well, that, yes what if jesus was here today could use facebook and do <laughs> zoom meetings right 
So one of the things that I do, and I know people like when they're with me that have never, they don't understand why I do it because I understand it. Like Stephanie, um, I pray in the realms and I bind my conversations with people within the Holy spirit. And I protect us in those dimensional realms and those energies, because I personally know what that is and how the CIA assassins are trained in remote viewing and astral projection. They can actually, I know it sounds cuckoo, but they can, they can murder people through in their astral projecting and monitoring. Okay, so so Reggie, that's why people uh, are going to say uh, Reggie dabs in the occult. Oh yeah, I know. They think right. They, their minds can't expand, so that's where they settle. Well, they can't. It's not that their minds can't expand; they don't understand it. I didn't understand George Jetson fifty years ago. I didn't understand it. Now some people did. Mark Trump will come in here sometimes, and he'll to be talking about stuff. My head's just spinning. So what? Talk about Nimrod did this. What? What are you talking about? You folks, listen. Just because you don't have understanding of it doesn't mean it's not true. But like Reggie just said, there's so much stuff they probably don't want us to know. How about this? I heard Ken Hoven, Dr. Hoven said, somebody said, well, if that's what the Lord was going to do, then why didn't he make it obvious? And Dr. Hoven just real matter of fact, he said, well, maybe he didn't want us to know that. Coach, I, uh, I have testimony I've had when I was tracking children. Um, there were high Luciferian witches. I had woken up in the middle of the night and they were there, but they weren't. I had, mm-hmm. I had to learn to protect myself. We probably all need to as well. More, more, that, that'd be digging a, that's digging a hole. Come on, Kathy and Betty. Hey coach. Um, do you remember reading in the Bible where, uh, uh, the apostles, the disciples, all uh, were in the boat, and then immediately they were yep. on the shore. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that happened to them. But see, we think it's we think that's what we think that's a Bible story, right? Folks, Lazarus raised from the dead. <laughs> he actually. You say, well, I can understand Jesus did it because Jesus was God. Yeah, but Lazarus. Lazarus, get out of there. Hey, Lazarus, come out here. And he did. <laughs> so there's, there's something, right? There's something we don't get. Something we don't get. Somehow God's, God's able to breathe life back in. What is life? What is life? What is energy? If all power has been given unto him both in heaven and earth. Wow. Betty. Good morning. Yeah, great topic. Hey, I, this is for Reggie or Stephanie. And um, I was taking, I was, I didn't know I was pregnant and I was gaining weight and I was taking Dexatrim and I was driving a tour bus, like front trailways. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard of them. And all once I came apart and was sitting behind me and watching me drive down the road, which freaked me out because I had a load of kids. So it's like, who's driving the bus? Is it possible though? Cause I know I wasn't part of an occult that a drug could do that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And they took that off the shelf right right after that. So I was just wondering. It freaked me out, though. But now I know that I I have a spirit. Pharmacology. That's actually how they train. They use uh, psycho. I can't think of the word. That's why LSD was invented, to do these these brain studies on people. Yeah. 
Psychedelic. Thank you, Brian. Psychedelic. Craig, come on in. Then Ali Marie. You know, Mark did a great teaching about, oh, within the last year, it's called the flash of light. And you can you can yeah. you can search this out. Just put in spark of life and it will come up. And it shows that when the egg is 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 fertilized, there's a spark. Right. That that is your spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they talk about when people die and they've been able to do that, that they, they see this energy, this spark that goes back right. out. So, you know, the, the Bible first talks about God. Remember, first mention of God is that the spirit hovered over the waters and right. we worship That's God right. in spirit. Right. So we this is why abortion is so bad and abortionists don't have a good cause to fight it. Because the spirit is formed right at conception and all these cells start splitting, right? They start splitting, splitting, splitting. And that is our soul. And our body is like a cocoon that's wrapped around Mm. the spirit. That's why when people die, it's so hard to break that bond. If you think about a piece, think about duct tape, right? And think about you if you typed around around the little seed a million times, how hard it would be to get that seed out. We've all seen that where you have tape and you keep pulling it off. That's how God made us. Wow. Hey, hey, hey uh, I don't know if Chad slept in this morning. You out there, Chad? Yes. Okay, Chad, tell the story about uh, the guy that died. You felt it, you felt it go through you. Tell, that, tell us that story. <laughs> okay, I give. All right. Uh, traffic crash. He's sitting in the fr- front seat. Uh, walk up there. We, he has a pulse. We bring him out. Lay him on the ground. His pulse, he keeps on going weaker, weaker, weaker pulse. And finally, no pulse. We began CPR on him. You know, one, two, three, breath, one, two, three, like this. And uh, finally, another guy comes and releases me, and I'm standing up. And I, for whatever reason, I just feel that man's spirit just leave his body. And I just look up to see, you know, I don't, I didn't see anything, but I just, I just felt it. I just felt it. And uh, Jeff, Jeff turned around, and he said, he's dead. And I said, I know. <laughs> you felt, you felt his body. Yeah, leave. I knew it. I knew he left. You know, it's like, wow. you see, like you see some of these on Facebook or whatever, uh, Instagram or whatever it is, where the helicopter life flight's taken off, and then yeah. there's a little shooting star that goes out of it. I mean, that's kind of what it's like. It's, it's what wow. it feels like, you know. Wow, wow, wow. Real. Into another realm, folks. Into another realm. Allie Marie. Is that you, Vinny? Is that your name today, Vinny? Um, hi. No. Yeah. Hey, um, I just wanted to ask if um, near-death experiences are the same thing as astral projection. Um, Great question. Let, let me, uh, Stephanie or Reggie, listen, let me answer this real quick. First of all, folks, I, I think this is critical for people to understand this. In near-death experiences, when people say, I left and it was beautiful and I went to heaven, listen, you didn't stay, did you? So you can't assume that just because you left your body and you went to heaven, I tell people this, everybody goes to heaven, but not everybody stays. And so the idea okay. that you came back does not mean that you're all right with the Lord and you're going to heaven because you've been there once. You've just been lucky enough to know that it exists. It doesn't mean that you're gone. So help me out, Stephanie. I don't know how, because how can I you want to answer to that one. Um, no, it is not the same because when I had my near-death experience, I was not controlling anything whatsoever. I did not say, I want to go up there or... I want to, Ooh, I want to go over there and see, I was there and I was being talked to and I was shown what I was allowed to see and I was given a decision to come back or not. But after projection, I would lay there, get my breathing, get to my sacred center spot 
get myself all ready and do all my blah, blah, blah. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to go here now. And then okay. I, I just, would literally. So I that would be the difference. Thank you for explaining that. You know, like I had a near death experience, but I didn't have like, I didn't see myself above myself or anything. I, I just saw like heaven and you know, God gave decision to come back and things. And but, but you understand that the fact that you went there doesn't mean you're staying there. <laughs> well, I know that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally know that. I know okay. that. And honestly, it's still like a daily commitment to the Lord and to, you know, be da- yeah. committed to him daily and, you know, are, you know, having a solid relationship with the Lord. Amen. Boy, that's hey, folks, that spirit realm is real. <laughs> it is so real. Hey, Stephanie, don't you dare come sneaking into me when I'm in the shower. Don't you do that. Top Turf Teddy, come on in. <laughs> I think that. Revelation one ten, where John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's right. That's is right. Pertinent to this conversation. There you go. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Wow. Wow. Do you ever get a premonition? You just know something that you know something. I just know that. Come on in, Paul. This is the scientist talking. Yeah, this okay. is all real, guys. I don't, I don't believe any of this. The science. It reminds me of the Truman Show, except the Truman Show is they place it as if man is controlling Truman. It isn't man, and that, that's, that's right. Part of all this is they tell us ahead of time what's going on. Reggie, my friend over here, is right on on all this. I, I've stopped believing in everything man has ever taught me. And just like you said in the beginning, coach, are they watching us? Hmm. Jesus, the spirit knows what you're thinking. It's not ever with you. He never leaves you, Paul. He never leaves you. He says, right. Well, he leaves you if you want him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So you keep him in your heart every day, guys. Amen. Debbie. Well, you know, um, I was listening to um, John Ramirez's testimony uh, uh-huh. about his involvement. And that's one of the things he talked about is that these guys leave their bodies at night and they prowl looking for yep. places to go to vulnerable people. And it reminded me about how the Bible describes Satan as prowling the earth, you know, looking for people to devour. Yeah, that's that's right. exactly what he was saying. That, it says, uh, by the way, Debbie, it says like a roaring, roaring lion. Like doesn't say he's a lion. Right. He's like one. Yes. yes. And that's what came to mind when he was saying this, because that's they would literally go around homes and neighborhoods. Yes. Uh, as, and it's, uh, it's just really, it's unbelievable that happens and we're so unaware. Well, we don't want to talk about it because we don't understand it. That's really, that's really the problem. I get a lot of requests. In fact, Michelle's working right now on how to do a spiritual warfare uh, gathering. Man, folks, listen, that, that, you talk about trying to herd cats, huh? Trying to get people with their different spiritual warfare experiences together. Whoo, that ain't easy. But this stuff is real, and we don't talk about it, ever talk about it in the church. Ever, 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 ever. Because I think we don't understand it. Because we don't understand it. We really don't want to, want to go there. But first, uh, first thing that you have to do, I told this to Craig yesterday. Craig gave me a tour of the, of the camper as I'm getting in it. And I told, I, told, I told him, I said, Craig, I don't even know why you're telling me this. <laughs> I don't get this stuff, all right? I don't get this. 
You can, you can point at that thing, tell me how many gigahertz that is and how many kilometers it is. And it, it don't mean crap to me, okay? It don't. Now, folks, that's a lot of, that's a lot of Christians. That's a lot of Christians. They, it's not that they, they can't understand it. They can't understand it. And that's what we're dealing with. That's why, that's why I think the church is so far behind what's going on in the world is because we cannot even conceive. We should conceive more than anybody. But we're, we can't. We can't even imagine. Can't even imagine that dark side. And Hollywood is so glamorized it and made it like cartoons. And the devil's got a tail. And that uh, we we have don't we have very little respect for the forces of darkness and our ability to overcome it. Myra, then Joe. Hey, hey coach, coach, real quick, coach, can I yeah, just say something real quick? Because I got to yeah. drive here. Saying could could. Um... Spencer, un- unlock the chat, and I'm going to put the link in there to that spark of life that Mark did. Okay, sure. Can do. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. Oh, Coach, Coach, that reminds me again, that spark of life. That's yes. what the Transformers had been battling about, that box that goes in the guy's chest. Uh-huh. And if you've seen that movie. I that's have not. What they're battling over that. They want that. The dark side wanted it, and they were trying to keep it and hide it. That's uh-huh. amazing. That's like bury the word of the Lord in your heart, right? Right. Oh man, that was interesting. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Joe Allen, then Myra. Did I say it? Whatever. Joe Allen, then Myra. As we we talk about the spark of light, my yes. wife worked worked hospice for seven years. She's the director of her hospice, and she tell she would come home and tell me about things where people were passed like that. And or come back. Our own son, four years old, was in a coma for three days. Right? We found yeah. out what was wrong with him. We brought him back. So he's here in the house, and we're we we got a picture of Jesus upstairs. He told Carol and I that while he was in the hospital, that Jesus was walking him down the hall. Hmm. <laughs> with this holding his hand. So we know how innocent a four-year-old or five-year-old child is, especially when they speak about things. Right. And come out and say, Jesus was holding my hand, walking me down the hospital hall. Couldn't make that up, could he, Joe? Couldn't no. make that up. Couldn't make that up. Myra. Uh, we read in Romans fifteen nineteen King James Version, through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and around about unto Elikum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Amen. What is that gospel? We talked about that yesterday. Keith, and then Kathy, and then Brian. Nobody else after Brian. I'm going to go someplace else real quickly. Go ahead, Keith. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, if people are, are people are letting their spirits, you know, disappear or move around, staking your property, does that keep them out? Uh, wow, does that keep them out? Great question. Uh, I can, my only testimony, Keith, to that was staking my property has made a difference in the spiritual atmosphere of my on my property. That's all I can attest to, brother. I don't know. I really don't know. I put those stakes in the ground. Some the atmosphere around here changed. All I can say, Kathy. Yeah, Coach. Um, I just wanted to say, 
Uh, and I'm sure it happens to a lot of people, but it seems like I know things immediately. Like, let's just take when Judge Scalia died. I knew he was murdered. I mean, I just know things automatically. Like with the COVID, I was never afraid of COVID because I knew it was it was a plot, number one, to take Trump down. That was one mm-hmm. of the big things. But, I, you know, it's like I can see things right away so clearly you know, the masks don't work, all this stuff. And I just have this knowledge and I'm not all that smart, but it's just, I know it's the Holy Spirit just telling me. Sure. Guides us into all truth, doesn't he? Yeah. He guides us into all truth, if, if we'll hear it. Brian. Yeah, uh, Coach, my grandfather was in um, well, ICU and we were sleeping the night with him. And I was woken up to that Chris Tomlin song, I Will Fly or um, I Will Rise. And uh, I looked over. And um, I told my mom, hey, it's time he's going. And uh, you could literally see the color of his body change. And, hmm. and, it, and it was gone. And But it was, uh, you know, but at the same time, like Chad, it's like I could feel in my heart like he was leaving, you know. Like, and it was well, because, because listen, folks, let's not forget this, right? Our bodies are electrical. So when you die, not only does your soul leave, but the electrical plug is cut. Exactly. Amen. The power yeah. plug is cut, see? So, yeah, and, so go ahead. ahead, Coach. Yeah, that's what I felt, the, the energy. You know, I felt that. It was just like, it was wild. So, so, folks, understand this. The life and the soul are not the same thing. God breathed into Adam the breath of life, the Bible says, and Adam became a living soul. Those are not the same things. So when your life leaves you, the electrical connection is unplugged. It also causes the soul to leave. They're, however, attracted to each other, magnets to each other. One leaves, the other leaves, right? So something has to be going on in that process of dying. Go ahead, Silver, then I want to share something else here. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Sure. When my father was dying, basically, uh, he was he was home when I was on leave, and uh, he would sleep maybe two hours, and then be racked in pain because he had everything that you could think of lung cancer and all kinds of stuff, and um, and I knew about uh, being able to take someone's pain through mm. prayer, that kind of thing. And so I did this one night while I was home, and he slept for a full 10 hours. I was a wreck because of the pain that I took from him. And it it was really a spiritual, spooky kind of thing that I was able to do that. I don't know how or how I was directed to do it. It felt like it was a direction, you know, uh, take the pain of your father. And so I did. But... uh, yeah, you know, so things that appear abnormal really are normal to me. Okay, and I'm able yeah. to discern what's really going on there. That's Stephanie it. just Stephanie just texted and said, you know, severe pain can force you outside of your can force you outside of your body. But think think about it: when you get severe pain, what do you do? You pass out for the most part, don't you? Huh? What do they try to do? They they dope you up, try to get you to pass out. There's so much we don't understand. I, I want to shift gears here a little bit because I, I want to piggyback on 
yesterday and why we were talking about about why we've accepted homosexuality so much in in the church. And by the way, I didn't get a whole lot of hate mail. It's kind of kind of surprised. Uh, pull pull up if you will there, uh, uh, Spencer. Don't widen the plate. And I came across this this morning. In fact, I'd I'd had it somewhere and I could couldn't find it. And then I was able to find it. So this is a story of a, this old guy was a was a baseball coach and he came to a lot of the young coaches came. They wanted to hear what made him be. Uh, was such a successful coach. So he shows up to speak. When he shows up, he's got a he's got a necklace on with a home plate hanging around. If you get a picture, you guys know what home plate looks like. Spencer, pull that up there real quick. Everybody knows what home plate looks like, okay? But maybe you can find a picture of home plate. And then this is this is the story of what this of what uh, this old baseball coach, successful baseball coach, said to the those who in attendance wanted to know what made him successful. So I want to, I want to, there it is. There's the baseball, right? There's home plate. It's funny how they make it, isn't it? Why they have those, I can never figure it out. Why, why it's not just a square. Why do they have that point at, at the end of it? Because it's just like first base, second base, third. They're all the same. They're all the same width, that, everything. Why they have a point on it, I don't know. But that's that's the heart of the plate right there. So go back to it, Spencer. I want to, I, you guys can read along with me. This is pretty profound, really. So the old guy gets up in front of him. He says, you're probably all wondering why I'm wearing home plate around my neck. He said, and his voice growing irascible. I laughed along with the others, acknowledging the possibility. He said, I may be old, but I'm not crazy. The reason I stand before you today is to share with you baseball people what I've learned in my life, what I've learned about home plate in my 78 years. So several hands went up when Scalinas was asked how many Little League coaches were in the room. He says, let me ask you guys something. Do you know how wide home plate is in Little League? After a pause, someone said, uh, 17 inches. No, that was more of a question than an answer. The old man said, yeah, that's right. He said, how about in Babe Ruth's day? Any Babe Ruth, co- I'm sorry, yeah, any Babe Ruth coaches in the house? There's another long pause. 17 inches. A guess came from another reluctant coach. That's right, said the old man. Now, how many high school coaches are in the room? The hundreds of hands shot up as the patterns began to appear. How wide is home plate in high school baseball, boys? 17 inches, they all said, sounding more confident. You're right, said the old man. And you college coaches, how wide is home plate in college? 17 inches, they said in unison. Any minor league coaches here? How wide's home plate and pro ball? 17 inches. Right. Major leagues? How wide's home plate and major leagues? 17 inches. 17 inches. He confirmed his voice bellowing off the walls. What do they do with a big league picture, pitcher who can't throw the ball over 17 inches? Well, they pause. They send him to Puckadella, the minor leagues. He hollered, drawing a lot of laughter. What they don't do is this. They don't say, oh, that's okay, Jimmy. If you can't hit a 17-inch target, we'll make it 18 inches or maybe 19 inches. We'll make it 20 inches so that you'll have a better job of hitting the plate. And if you can't hit that, let us know so we can make it maybe, I don't know, 25 inches. He paused. He says, coaches, what do we do when your best player shows up late to practice? 
or when our team rules forbid facial hair and the guy shows up with a beard? What if he gets caught drinking? Do we hold him accountable? Or do we widen the plate? Do we change the rules to make it fit for him? The chuckles gradually faded as 4,000 coaches grew quiet. The fog lifting as the old coach's message began to unfold. So he turned the plate towards himself, and using a sharpie, he began to draw something. And when he turned it toward the crowd, point up, a house was revealed, complete with a freshly drawn door and two windows. So he drew, drew a house on his plate. He says, boys, this is the problem in our homes today. With our marriages, with the way we parent our kids, with our discipline, we don't teach accountability to our kids. And there's no consequence for failing to meet standards. We simply widen the plate. Then to the, there was a pause. And then to the point at the top of the house, he added a small American flag. This is the problem in our schools today. The quality of education is going downhill fast, and teachers have been stripped of the tools they needed to be successful to educate and discipline our young children. We're allowing others to widen home plate. Where's that getting us? There was silence, and he replaced the flag with a cross. And this is the problem in the church, where powerful people in positions of authority have taken advantage of young children only to have such atrocities swept under the rug for years. Our church leaders are widening home plate for themselves. And we allow it. The same is true in our government. Our so-called representatives make rules for us. Oh, you lost me there, Spencer. (laughs) Hang on. Our so-called representatives make rules for us that we don't apply to themselves. They take bribes from lobbyists and foreign countries. They no longer serve us. We allow them to widen home plate. We see our country falling into a dark abyss. Well, we just stand and watch. I was amazed at a baseball convention where I expected to learn something about curveballs and bunning and how to run practice better, I'd learned something far more valuable from an old man with home plates strung around his neck. I learned something about life, about myself, about my own weakness, about my responsibilities as a leader. I had to hold myself and others accountable to that which I knew to be right, lest our families, our faith, and our society come down an undesirable path. I'm lucky, said the old coach. You will remember one thing from this old coach today. It's this. If we fail to hold ourselves to a higher standard, a standard of what we know to be right, if we fail to hold our spouses and our children to that same standard, if we are unwilling or unable to provide a consequence when they do not meet that standard, if our schools and churches and our government fail to hold themselves accountable to those they serve, there's but one thing to look forward to. 
With that, he held up home plate in front of his chest, turned it around, and revealed on the backside it's black. I don't know if you guys know that. Backside of the plate is black. We have dark days ahead. It's time for America, the church in particular, to stop widening the plate. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.